You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to create the best boards for Pinterest. It's a question we get all the time. And so I'm going to go through how to create the best boards for your brand, for your niche. But first, one of the main Pinterest marketing elements that we pride ourselves on here at Simple Pin is staying up to date with all things Pinterest. I want to make sure we are current with our education, we are current with our best practices, and we are giving you the best information you need for your business as you use Pinterest marketing as a part of your business plan. So what we do is we send out a weekly Pinterest newsletter on Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. I write this every single week, has the latest Pinterest articles and tips, as well as any helpful resources that will help move your business forward without feeling overwhelmed. So to join this newsletter, simply visit simplepinmedia.com. You'll find a banner at the top. Just put in your name and your email, and we will send it to you each Wednesday morning. Also, Stitching Together left such a fun iTunes review. Thank you so much, Stitching Together. Here's what they said. The Simple Pin Media Podcast is in my top list of podcasts and is my go-to for all things Pinterest. Kate is always helpful and engaging and is excellent at covering content, which is relevant to Pinterest business users. Her guests have also been very great and very helpful. If you are drowning in Pinterest or just need some refreshing encouragement, this podcast is the place to start. Thank you so much, Stitching Together. We love this review and that you found all of this super helpful as well as our guests. We try to make sure the podcast topics are on trend with the questions that you're asking about Pinterest so you can get bite-sized information and take action. All right, so let's dive in to today's episode, which is all about how to create the best boards for Pinterest. All right, what we need to do first is we need to start with what in the world are Pinterest boards? Now, some of you who are listening, you are totally new to Pinterest and you're like, what is a board? I don't understand. People are talking about their boards. This is weird to me. So here's how I describe them. I want you to think of the pre-computer days. And that might be hard for some of you who are listening, not for me. But back in the day, we had magazines and binders. We would pull something out of the magazine we wanted to remember, and we would put it somewhere to keep it safe. Hence the binder. When Pinterest came along in 2010, we now had a place to basically take down an idea from somewhere online and tuck it away into our virtual binder, what Pinterest calls boards. Some of you might have used your bookmark bar on your computer and you had a ton of things you wanted to bookmark. Well, now we had boards and we were able to categorize what it was we had for our ideas. We saw all these amazing ideas around the web and even within Pinterest itself. Oftentimes you would say, oh my gosh, did you see this on Pinterest? Can you believe it? That was a genius idea. And we didn't want to forget it. 
for you as a marketer, this is where you essentially put all of your content to help tell Pinterest and the people who follow you what your content is all about. Basically, what section of the binder are you going to put your best ideas? What is that section of your binder going to be called? So these boards are known as two types of boards. They're personal boards and there's group boards. Personal boards are those that live on your profile. You're the only person who can pin to them. You can edit them. You can delete pins, but I don't recommend that. But if you need to, go ahead. You can move pins around. You are in charge of personal boards. Now, group boards, they would also live on your profile but they might be owned by somebody else or they were started by you and you added other people to them. So people can do group boards for both business and personal. So on my profile, I share a group board with a friend of mine that I do family camp with every year. We figure out what we are going to make, any hacks that we have for camping, and we share this group board. So I have it private. It's secret. Nobody can see it on my profile. But other people might actually have those public. So you can see they might just be one other person. Group boards are really also a great thing to do for service-based industries who need to use a visual component. So this could be photographers, anybody in the wedding business, even people who are doing branding for people in their businesses. You can share a board and then becomes a group board that you can share with your client to get the vision of what they want for their project or the vision. It's kind of like a vision board that you do together. The other type of group board is one that people started to have a bunch of collaborators pinned to it. And therefore, there would be tons of different people adding all this different content. It was like a big party, essentially. So group boards... If they're owned by somebody else, you can't really do anything with that group board. If you own it, you can do a lot of different things with them because you are the owner. So that's what boards are on Pinterest. Now the question is, how do we create the best ones for our brand and for the people that we're trying to target? If you're totally new to Pinterest, like you have not set up your Pinterest profile, I always tell people start by creating five to 10 boards that fit your brand. Here's an example. If I'm new to Pinterest with Simple Pin Media, which I was over six years ago, I created the following boards. Simple Pin Media. I now have Simple Pin Podcast because I have a podcast. Pinterest tips for business. Pinterest marketing ideas. Pinterest strategies. Pinterest marketing for e-commerce business, Pinterest marketing for bloggers, and social media marketing tips. That's just a place to get started. But in those boards that I've just named, every single piece of content that I create from blog posts to podcasts, I can put in every single one of these boards. So keep that in mind when you're naming. You want the opportunity to kind of stretch out your content a little bit. So before you dive into your computer and you get all frustrated, I like to make a list of 10 to 15 ideas on notebook paper and really kind of mess with the names, go onto Pinterest and search, change up the name a little bit. When you search on Pinterest, you can see what keywords are getting the most engagement by um, just seeing what comes up in search prediction. So if you're thinking, maybe I want to do like best 
pie recipes. You might want to go a little bit more niche with um, gluten-free pie recipes because you only talk about gluten-free. So go ahead and do that just on a notebook paper and searching on Pinterest before you dive in. Then you create the board. There's a little plus button. We'll put a screenshot in the post and you fill in all the details under the create a board option on Pinterest. It walks you through it. Then I tell people to save at least three to five pins to each board just by pinning them onto Pinterest. I wouldn't even use a scheduling tool. Just pin them when you're on your computer. Here's an example. If I have a blog post that's about um, Pinterest strategies, I'm just going to automatically pin that to my Pinterest strategy board. And then maybe I have another one that is Pinterest strategy in five minutes. I would pin that to there as well. I would just go pin, pin, pin. Back to back, there's just three to five. It's, you know, getting them onto my board just so that it's full. That's it. I would not spend any time creating custom board covers. It is a complete waste of time. Unless you're binge watching something on Netflix when you like to have your computer on your lap when you're binge watching shows, right? But honestly, you could probably do what we talked about in episode 154 is you could update past content for Pinterest. So do not create custom board covers. I have done it in the past. Um, sometimes Pinterest changes their profile look, then it looks all funky. Then you go have to go back and fix it again. If you do want to create them, which I, I really kind of hope that you don't, but it's fine. I know some people just have to do it. 500 by 500 is what will work. And so if you don't want to create a custom board cover, which I highly endorse, just grab an image. It'll, it'll select a board cover. Grab an image that you want to be your board cover. It'll walk you through that process when you edit the board. It's really simple. I choose ones that don't have any text. Just looks pretty clean. There are a few times that I would use text. But in all honesty, very few Pinterest users go to your profile and they're not going to look through and be bedazzled by your board cover. So just know it's not a big deal. All right. So um, if you would like to venture into group boards... Here's a few rules of thumb that I I give to people. So number one, look for a group board with a really, really awesome name that is a keyword people search on Pinterest. Something like best blogger pins or something along those lines is very generic. It's not something people are searching on Pinterest, but healthy dinner recipes might be. So really pay attention to the name. I do like ones that are more niche than broad because then you have a bunch of content on there that is very much in the same niche. It's not all over the map. Number two, look for a low number of contributors. I always tell people less than 20 is ideal. I even like less than 10. I like sticking with just people that I want to collaborate with. So an example for me might be, um, I have Christy Hill on one of my boards and Elisa Meredith and um, a few other people that I love their content. I love what they share. So I'm not thinking, what's the benefit of having Christy or Elisa on there as far as it benefits me, but how can we just work together to be collaborative? How can we work together to just share great content onto Pinterest? I do not think that group boards are a way for you to get more reach or engagement anymore. I think they were probably four years ago, but they are not anymore. I see them as just another way to collaborate with people that you know on a specific topic. 
So number three is make sure the content inside the board is really good and it matches the title of the board. I see this problem with fitness boards a lot is they might say best fitness tips and you go through the board, you got a bunch of sketchy pictures, you have things that are all over the map, somebody might get flagged for spam, therefore you're on the board, you might get flagged for spam. You just want to make sure that the content is something that you wouldn't mind your people seeing or shared with somebody who could potentially follow you. I just look and go, eh, that's kind of sketchy. I'm going to stay far away from that. You don't need group boards to be successful on Pinterest. If you decide never to have any, that is okay. So my fourth tip for group boards is after you've joined and pinned a few pins, just check on Tailwind in Board Insights to see if your pins are getting the results that you want. Maybe you've pinned for like two months and everything you've pinned to that group board has zero saves and no clicks. Leave the board. Just get rid of it. I would rather have your personal board shine as opposed to your group boards. All right, so what we're going to do too is we have some other episodes about group boards we're going to link to in the show notes because I want you to, I think there's, especially for people who've been in the industry for a while, there's this idea that group boards are the ticket to success and I guarantee you they are not. So I really want you to focus back on your personal boards instead of joining a ton of group boards. All right, so hopefully that gave you some ideas about how to create the best boards for both those of you who are new and those of you who are a little bit more seasoned. I'll also say this as well. If you want to change up the name of your group board, that is totally fine. Those URLs of the board will redirect. So if you've linked to that on your on your site and you've changed the name, it will be an automatic redirect to the new board. If you have very generic board names, go ahead and make them more niche. Let's say you have something that is very broad and you could really break it out into three boards. Go for it, but just make sure you're going to create content or you have a product that you can share in that particular board. Don't create a board just to create a board. You want to have a specific purpose for that board. And that purpose is you can be able to share your content to that board. All right, to get more information on how to create the best boards for your brand, we actually have a great business foundation lesson inside the Simple Pin Collective, which is our membership community. We have four videos, a PDF worksheet to help you get the right boards for your brand. And I also offer support inside the membership for you to ask me any questions you have about boards or get feedback on your branding and how your overall profile looks. If you'd like to join our collective and we would love to have you, go to simplepinmedia.com slash collective. Alrighty, for more information on today's podcast and how to create the best boards, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 157. Thanks so much for listening.